Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Angie Jean Speaks. I am Angie Miller, your host, and I just, again, want to say thank you guys for for listening and for walking this journey hand in hand with me. I hope you feel that I am also walking with you as we navigate these relationships with our these narcissistic people in our lives, or maybe it's just someone toxic that you're trying to work through um, and figure out solutions to better your life. But today's topic is about reality. We can come to the realization of so much, but then reality just sinks in. We can also have processes and strategy on how to build our life and create this perfect, you know, perfect reality. But reality is there are things that get in the way of that. And it's just not realistic (laughs) to, to live a life truly free of anger, truly free of, you know, guilt, everything. I mean, we will always, always have our past with us, whether we want to remember it or not. It, it is part of who we are today. And I just want to talk about the reality and how it's okay to not be perfect along your, along your journey to heal. Um, yeah, so I guess just to start, the reality is we're in a constant battle with ourselves, our minds, our mothers in my case. Having a mother who's a narcissist has not been easy, but the realization she was a narcissist never came about until I started processing my childhood and the toxic mother-daughter relationship that was ruining my life, even into my adult years, as a mother myself now. In episode three, I told you guys I forgave my mom, and I have, but not for her gain, for mine. And I don't mean to say this with evil in my voice, but... I truly did do it for me. I still feel like there's, I have a lot of bitterness and anger in my heart towards my mom, but it's getting better. And by doing so, I feel a little bit better, but it's just not the end of it. But I forgave her so I could live in peace and finally be free. I gave my mom, I, you know, the... I forgave my mom so I could throw my shackles to the ground. I could break three, free and open my arms to my family who needs all of my love, not just little bit, bitty pieces of it. But the reality is, even though I forgive her, it's still hard, right? So yes, I made this huge step, I forgave her, but I'm still working through so much. It's not like, okay, we draw a line to the sand, we're done, I don't have any emotions tied to her. Like this is a new, this is a new day, a new life I'm creating after this point. That's just not realistic. As much as I would love to say I'm living by my words in episode three, 100%, I'm not. And that's okay. That's the reality. It's truly the hardest thing I have ever done in my life is work through this. And it's been such an imperfectly perfect process I've been doing for myself. I am still so angry. Forgiving my mom did not draw the line in the sand for me. However, each day I'm getting better. And I'm still so angry, but I'm working on it. I'm not perfect. I don't always practice what I preach, and I think that's because I'm a human, but I say the words out loud to you and to myself in hopes that I can live in them each and every day. And little bits of my day I do. And I pray so hard when I'm in that place of anger 
and I listened to my own episodes and on repeat and I continued to write and I continued to journal to try to heal, to try to better myself. Again, we're always a work in progress. Will I ever be 100%? No, never actually, probably never, especially not every day. But the days my words and advice to my damn self stick will be worth it. So don't give up on yourself. Keep telling yourself positive things because from those positive affirmations, positive things will start happening in your life. Keep fighting for yourself. You deserve to be happy. I deserve to be happy. And we are worth that effort. After episode three, I made a choice, a pretty ballsy one, I would say, to reach out to my mom via text and tell her I forgive her. I don't know if any of you guys are in the same boat or were at one point in time, but this is the most nerve-wracking thing ever you're confronting the narcissist who has no idea they've made you feel a certain way your whole life they haven't processed your pain and they never will and making that step to contact them again after you have already established your boundary and made it very clear like you do not cross this boundary yet we are taking the initiative to step across the own boundary to reach them like this was a really big deal and there was potential that this wall that I had built could be you know it could turn into crumbles it could literally crumble and fall down just as easy as it was for me to put it up but I felt like I had to do this for myself and for my mom, actually. And I don't even know why I feel this way, probably because I'm human and I'm a mother and I do have a heart, but I wanted to do this for her. I wanted to reach out and tell her that I forgave her in case by some fat chance she was living with any ounce of guilt. I didn't want her to suffer and I I didn't want to stay stuck either. And I kept thinking like, gosh, if she has to live with this guilt her whole life and feel like ashamed for what she did her whole life into her being like an elderly woman. I didn't want that for her. I wanted her to know that I forgave her and it's fine that we're not, that we don't have a relationship. It it truly is okay. Does it hurt immensely? Absolutely. It's indescribable, but I didn't want her to have to live with that guilt and I was done living with it too. It was ruining my life. So I did it. I did it so I could be at peace and so she could be too. And my heart still cares about her, but the reality is you guys, narcissists never change, never ever, not an ounce. And maybe there are, you know, I know there is some research out there that states that narcissists can change, but it's not something I believe in. My text to her read, I am writing you this to tell you that I forgive you. I am letting go of all of the pain and heartbreak you've caused me from when I was little to this day. I do not have any room in my heart for pain, anger, and sadness. I am forgiving you for me so that I can live in peace and give my whole heart to my family who needs me, all of me. I love you. I always will. But my wall is up and my boundaries I've created will remain. I hope you can find peace and happiness in your life and your heart, Mom, Ange. So, I typed it up, and I sent it, and my heart was racing. I was watching the status of the text go from delivered 
to red and I just waited. My heart at this point is literally pounding and I felt like I was texting someone I didn't even know. It was so weird. Like I had just, I hadn't had contact with her in over a year. And it was like our relationship didn't even exist anymore because that was my current reality. She was no longer in it. And I have made that okay with my life because it needs to be that way. And I waited for what felt like an eternity. And for a second, I was expecting my mom to reply or call me and tell me how sorry she was, how she listened to my podcast and she, you know, had some time to reflect and, and she was just so sorry for her actions and all the situations she put me in and how she left me, you know, asleep at bars, how she left me at strangers' homes, how she, you know, exposed me to sex and alcohol at such a young age. I wanted her to be sad and I wanted her to pay for her past and her actions. I wanted her to admit that she felt guilty. I wanted her to feel like I've been feeling. I wanted her to feel my pain and I wanted her to be so sad to say sorry and want me back in her life. I expected her to ball so hard and beg to see my precious children again, to see me again, to tell me how much she has missed me and my children and my family. I created this ideal and I let my own self down. I was such a fool. And here's a little pro tip, guys, lower your expectations. Do it now. Do it when you put your wall up and do it when you think you're going to get an apology because you're not. I repeat, lower your expectations or you will be in a constant state of hopelessness and let down. This is what her reply was. Ange, I can't go back in life. I let things go. I know I wasn't perfect in life. I made a lot of mistakes, but I moved on. I know I am a great person. I am proud of who I am. I went through a lot and gave you and your sister everything that I could possibly do. I love you two so much. You two mean the world to me. I am sorry you think that way, but I can't change things around. They are done. Love you always and will never stop. I have two beautiful girls and I will always have, have two. Love you with my whole heart and my three beautiful grandchildren. And then she replies a second text and says, mom is always here to listen. So at this point, I'm processing everything she had said back to me. Not as, not as if I were the old Angie, just dealing with her narcissistic patterns. Um, now I'm educated and I've done my research and I've you know, acknowledge that she is a narcissist. So I'm interpreting her text a little differently this round. And I think that alone is such a huge thing to give myself praise over. Or if you have done research on like why or how or, you know, tendencies of narcissism or any research at all to help you understand the way your narcissist in your life is acting to give you clarity seriously give yourself a pat on the back because that's awesome but so here she is with this text and to you listening it may sound like okay like that's not too bad like that's a pretty good response back so she acknowledges her mistakes yet doesn't apologize for any of them in fact the only thing she apologizes for is how I feel not for her mistakes she 
does not have the capability to connect that her mistakes are how I feel. Her mistakes are what made me feel this way, then to now. And at this point, the anger starts to flood my mind. She acknowledged she moved on. But when a narcissist moves on, they don't process the guilt or the sadness and learn from their mistakes and promise themselves to never do it again. They move on by targeting their next victim. And then my anger again starts to build because I'm processing her intentions and um, the actual meaning behind these words. She said she went through a lot, which she has. And I know this for a fact. She's told me stories, a few anyway. Um, she had moved out of the house when she was young, I believe. Um, she's, you know, been through all sorts of crazy situations, sad situations. She has gone through a lot. But by her saying that, I felt like she was discounting everything that I went through as a child in her care. She was saying that she went through a lot and that's why she did the things she did. That's not okay. Like, we need to be held responsible for our actions. Her pain was causing me pain as her child in her care. Like, what about the situations and the men and the sleepovers at the bar and leaving me at strangers' homes? Like, what about the feelings of neglect and embarrassment? Like things that she had done when I was in high school and college were so embarrassing and so I just it's indescribable the things that she has done to herself to her own reputation and to her being my own mom like why are my feelings of neglect and heartbreak not being acknowledged she went through a lot no I went through a lot I am like taking this victim badge and I'm like, no, I'm the victim here. You're not the victim. I am. And when I hear this stuff, like when I hear myself saying that, I know I am stronger than labeling myself as a victim now, but I still think it's okay to have these feelings. I don't, it's never, it's never fun to use the word victim either. It's, it makes us sound so pathetic and sad and you know, it's not worthy. And that's not true. That's what we keep telling ourselves. And that's not the truth. It's okay to have the victim label sometimes and to use it because when we're feeling that hurt, sometimes it's the only thing that sounds right. So don't ever feel bad for using it, but try to understand that there's more to you and you are not defined by that term. I had just felt she was completely discounting any like emotional abuse she had she had um inflicted on me the next thing was she knows she's a great person and she's proud of who she is of course she is because she hasn't processed her actions or suffered any consequences to her mistakes and toxic life decisions a narcissist never does and this is when my anger literally escalates because the reality is Anger is natural, it's human, and it's okay. But man, this was a tough one for me to process. Like, how does she think of herself as great when I can't even do that myself? How is she proud of who she is when I can't even do that for myself? Is this the part where godly Angie finds her happy heart and is actually thrilled that my mom is living in peace and she's proud of who she is and she 
thinks of herself as great. Like, do I just say, you know what, God, thank you for making my mom feel this way because she, she shouldn't feel that way. You know what? I forgive her. Let's just move on and have my mom live in peace. That's what I wanted in the end though, right? Like, I just feel like I become so hypocritical with processing all of this stuff, but it's, the reality is, is that's normal. This is confusing. (laughs) But I just felt like, why do I feel so outraged? Like, why am I living with guilt and heartbreak while she is living as a woman she is proud of? Like, what? That's my goal here, lady. Like, why has she beat me to this? Like, at this point, I feel so lost and so confused and so pathetic and my mind is racing so bad that I can't even remember why I texted her in the first place. I am literally over here aggressively processing the trauma she inflicted on me, my heart, and my family. And I'm healing because I want those things. I want to be proud of who I am and stop living with all this anger. That's my freaking goal. And she's there already? When she has caused all of this heartbreak and trauma? Like, what? This is so unfair. I don't want to be... I don't want to be godly right now. I don't want to be okay. I want to sit here and cry and be the victim. And I want to hate her for being happy. And I want to hate her for being proud of herself. I cried so hard. And then I realized again, I didn't forgive her for her. I forgave her for me. And again, from episode three, forgiving is forgiving more to those that need the love and deserve it the most. Not to the person that you're forgiving. You give that love back to you and to your family and to your kids and to your spouse. And okay, yes, that's right. I forgave her for me. And I was actually extremely proud of myself for making this step. So again, you're kind of on this roller coaster ride. You're not seeing clearly, but the reality is this is normal. It's okay. And come to think of it, I was actually extremely proud of myself for making this step to even text her that and trying to heal and rid the anger from my life. This was progress and it's part of the never ending journey. And my family deserves a happy Angie, not one filled with anger and putting them top of mind makes me breathe thinking of them, their hugs, their love. Everything I do for them brings me so much comfort. So whenever I feel so much anger towards my mom, I truly think of why I'm working on myself. I forgave my mom to give more to me and my family. And I just have to keep telling myself that literally over and over and over again so I don't continuously take the bait. When I take the bait that my mom throws out there, I'm allowing her to have control over my life again. And that is something, if you are a victim, in air quotes, to of a narcissist, we have to understand what that bait is. You have to identify the bait and you have to know what you have to do in those moments not to take it. This last example of me texting my mom that is a prime example of letting my emotions run and my anger escalate and I just lost all sorts of control again because I didn't go into it having a game plan. 
I didn't go into it with low expectations or realistic expectations for that matter. It was, it's just a roller coaster ride and it's so tough and it's so confusing and it's so imperfect, but it's okay. Whatever you're going through, whatever your journey is, if you made a mistake and let your narcissist back into your life because they guilt-tripped you into doing so, it's okay. Learn from it and figure it out and reset your boundary and do better next time. It's okay. We're in this together and sometimes the decision you make is made by like what your ideal mother or like mother-daughter relationship should be and you're like okay like it's different this time like oh i forgive you let's try this again and it's messy no not one person goes this journey perfectly and says you know what i set my wall and i live my life now in perfect harmony because I don't have that person in my life anymore and I'm doing great and I'm making all these great decisions and I'm never angry and I'm never over-processing my past and thinking how it shaped me into the woman I am today. It is always a whirlwind, you guys. And I literally spiraled out of control all from a little text. But again, you guys, the reality is the journey never ends, but our perspectives can change. And I think we have new resources we can take advantage of. We have people we can hold on to and use to help us stay strong in these moments where we feel weak. And this is huge. It's a huge step. And yes, you will step back into negative thoughts. You'll get whirled away into that tornado I talked about in episode three. And you'll be enraged at them for being so terrible. How could they? But remember your why. Like, why do we choose to forgive in the first place? Your reason might be way different than mine, but mine was I chose to forgive to give more to my family and to find that peace to bring clarity to our minds and our hearts and to let those shackles fall to the ground so we can open our arms to the ones that need all of our love, not just little bitty pieces of it here and there, all of our love, all of the time or most of the time, realistically. And the reality is too, again, we need to give ourselves grace, love, and praise. We're doing our best. We are working on removing that victim label we love to dwell on and we love to use. We're working on our hearts. We're creating boundaries that are controlled by us. We are doing it. We're doing big things. And if you are helping yourself move forward and develop and grow and become a bigger, better person, give yourself a pat on the back. It's a big deal. Give yourself a round of applause for any effort, big or small, you are making towards bettering your life. My boundary remains, and at this point, I think it will probably forever remain. And that's okay. If you believe your boundary is temporary, that's okay too. You could use it as a mechanism to prove a point, to gain respect from the narcissist that continuously abuses you and takes advantage of you emotionally. Just understand your worth, and if you need to put that wall back up, don't be afraid to do it. This is your life, and you have control over it. We also need to understand that the narcissist on the other side of the wall or boundary is not in control. We are. If you let them back into your life, you have to do so 
with your control, not theirs. Do not let them step over your wall or step over your boundary if you don't agree to it at that time. If your emotions get the best of you, your heart says it's different and you let them back in and you learn your lesson again, you learn that you cannot do that, you do better next time, but always be in control of that boundary in that wall. We are here to re-communicate the rules, the boundary, the wall, and communicate the consequences of this boundary, if it's ever crossed. The minute you let them dig that hole under your wall to get to you, and you don't have control over it, it's truly game over. They'll continuously do it over and over and over again. And keep reminding yourself why you put the wall up. For me, I'm protecting myself, my family, my children. Don't let them disrespect you and your boundary. You are worth the respect and you are making these boundaries and creating this wall for yourself, for your family, and for your heart or whatever your reasons are. The minute you let them stand on top of your wall and jump into your arms, it's game over. If you didn't say, okay, jump, I got you. Game over. Stay strong. Do not let them manipulate and guilt you into another one of their games. This is why we're in the position to begin with, right? Stay strong. Remind yourself why you set this boundary. Again, with me, I'm protecting myself, I'm protecting my family, and I'm protecting my children. Don't let them disrespect you and your boundary. The reality is, again, that we are trying. We are a work in progress 100% of the time. We are reading and processing and going to therapy and exhausting our resources in order to build better lives. Listening to this podcast is considered exhausting your resources. <laughs> as much as I... I love doing this for my own personal growth. I truly hope, I truly hope I am helping you guys out there. I have heard it and I have seen it myself in Instagram messages and other messages too and text messages, phone calls, all sorts of stuff. But I really hope you guys are not only using me as a resource, but using other resources as well. Therapy, there's some awesome Instagram followers I can hook you guys up with too that have really helped me. There's a lot of books out there too. But don't stop building your better life. Don't stop building your dream life. Even if that is without this narcissism, this narcissist in your life, that's okay. You deserve to be happy. And if you're happy means they are not in your life, that is okay. Be proud of yourself. Remember your why and don't be afraid to build a wall. If it means protecting your heart, your family, and your safety. Like, this is your life, your family. It's not theirs. They had their chance. Especially if if you're a narcissist in your life as a mother like mine. And they had their chance to build the life that they wanted to. So here we are. We have to choose ours as well. I sit here trying to understand why reality is so unclear some days. Like, why do our minds have the capability to rush us into the whirlwind of emotions? So back and forth, like, like it's a crazy ride. But you're not alone. I am here working, working through this right with you. Different situations, different details, but the same mission. And I want to end on another dose of reality. Remember when I said this journey was never ending and that it was our responsibility to change our perspective or forever live in anger? Well, as much as I had thought my wall was up, 
I blocked my mother on my phone, Facebook, Messenger, everything. She found a way to sneak through. That that barrier, that wall I told you to be careful that no one digs under your wall, she dug under the wall. I opened up my daughter's iPad and I found my mom had been messaging her for over a year on Kids Messenger. It was the only, only form of communication that she could get through to us at all. And she found a way and it, it completely blindsided me. The messages were filled with hate, anger, lies, deceit, literally everything horrible and false made out to my daughter. She was writing these messages and words to my daughter, thinking my daughter could read these. My daughter's four and a half. She cannot read what my mom is saying. Thank the Lord. And the reality is the journey never ends. It never ends, but you have to learn not to take the bait. I was processing these messages as if they weren't hurting me, as if they weren't trying to fill my daughter's head with anger and hate towards her parents. Like, why was my own mother yet again inflicting harm and hatred into the mind of my precious daughter? This again made me realize my why. The why behind my wall. And the journey will do that. You'll be fine for one second, living your best life, free of drama, free of anger in your heart, and then boom. She had dug under my wall and got through. Remind yourself. Remind yourself of your why. Stay focused, but also give yourself grace. Because the reality is... This shit is hard. This shit is confusing. And there's no right way to do it. But I hope that by me being honest with my words and my thoughts and my emotions and my personal experiences are helping you guys understand that you're not alone. I don't think any family is perfect. And I just thank you guys for tuning in. Follow me on the gram at Goose and Moon. And you guys, I appreciate you all. All my love. Signing off. Bye-bye.